0: Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Hey, before we begin with our self-care for the soul today, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. Let's do some self-care for the soul with our golden pause. So just find a chair and sit comfortably with your legs uncrossed and your palms open on your lap. Or if you're seated Indian style on the floor, Please do the same. And if you would, just take a quick shoulder roll with me just to kind of let the tension go out of your body. Just pinch your shoulders up to your ears, and as you breathe in, roll them around on the exhale and let them go down, bringing them back, opening your chest, opening your heart. Try that again. Pinch your shoulders up to your ears really tight. And then roll them around and back down your back. All right, let's begin. Take in a deep breath with me, breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. And on the exhale, release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, relax, release, and let go. And breathe in again pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. And on the exhale, let go of what doesn't serve you. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being again. On the exhale, Release, relax, and sink into your breath and into your body. And this time, as you fill your heart and fill your mind and fill your entire body with pure golden sunlight, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you breathe in that golden gratitude through your entire body, exhale, release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes, on the exhale, release, relax, and sink inward. And breathing in pure golden gratitude in your mind, in your body. On the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. Breathing in that golden gratitude to every cell of your being. Filling your heart, filling your mind, filling your entire being with golden gratitude. Allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy and taking one last deep breath in, filling your whole body with golden gratitude on the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. All right. So we've been talking in this series about self care for the soul and I've shared with you in my earlier episode of the introduction what I mean about the soul. And I'll just reiterate that self care is one thing. It can be mainly, you know, the self care that you do for your body. But what we talk about in self care for the soul is how you take care and nurture your whole being, your mind, your body, your spirit. Your inspiration. So, today I want to talk about how we take care of our energy. You can think of energy as what you use, how you generate energy, what you use in your body and in your mind, and where does that come from? Well, the truth is, we generate our own energy. And when we're balanced in our mind, in our body, in our spirit, when our minds and our bodies are healthy and aligned with our actions, and when we're purpose-driven, our energy tends to be much higher. On the days where we're not, where we feel toxic and we feel um, not as healthy, maybe we're in a low mood, our energy is lower. But if we can start to track our energy when you feel positive, when you have energy to move, when you have energy to get your work done, when your mind is clear, when you don't have that brain fog going on, that's what it feels like to have really good energy, right? When you feel attuned, when you feel aligned, when you feel balanced. Now, most of us in our adult lives, um, we have these different phases of life. When we're raising our kids, we have, we're have we putting out a tremendous amount of physical energy, aren't we? Physical and emotional support energy for others. And I know when I was raising my kids, I didn't have as much um, access to other energies sometimes because I was really tired. One of the reasons why this can happen is... Because you have to move back and forth to the different energies that you have access to with children. You're constantly using your caretaker energy, or you're constantly using your emotional energy to help them with their emotions. Or you're using your teaching energy, or your creative energy. And often we're always with children using our physical energy. So we tend to get a little more revved up, and and when we're younger, we notice we have more energy. But some of that is just because we are in a process and a mode of moving all the time. And our habits dictate to us that we must get up at a certain time. We must get our families up. We must drive things forward. So we tend to generate more energy. But what happens when our nest empties and we're no longer moving all the time and we're no longer needing to generate that kind of energy is many of us, myself included, which I realized this a couple years ago, stop getting so active. We don't do the necessary daily activity that we used to do. Um, We're not as physical. So then what happens is our metabolism slows down. When our metabolism slows down, we're not burning as much energy and we're not generating as much energy because we just don't need the same kind of energy anymore. The physical energy starts to, we need less of that and more possibly creative energy. But then what happens is our bodies slow down. We're not burning as much, but maybe we are emotionally, um, not as satisfied on some level, so we eat more. Or we just think we can eat the same amount, and then we have to figure that whole thing out with our metabolism. This is what happened to me. But back to energies. These days, my energy is really pretty solid. It's better if I don't drink as much alcohol, like wine, during the week. I love my glass of wine at night, my glass, glass and a half, two glasses of wine, But I try to do my best to keep that as a social activity for when I'm with somebody at dinner or I'm on the weekends because I've noticed that it it affects my sleep. And that's what I want to talk about first is sleep. How important your sleep is to regenerating your energy, your creative energy, all energy that you need to use for your mind, body, and spirit. Because our sleep time is our rest time. And if you're not sleeping well um, and soundly and getting enough REM sleep, that's that dreamlike state sleep, then your body isn't fully recovering at night. Your body isn't fully able to regenerate its cells, rejuvenate the energy so that you can generate energy from within so sleep is of the utmost importance. And there's this thing called circadian rhythms. And circadian rhythms are all about the light. It's all about attuning your sleep patterns to the daylight. So what, ought, what we ought to do is we ought to get up at sunrise and go to bed when the sun goes down. Or at least start to enter into that sleep realm as far as getting ready for bed when the sun goes down. And that's around 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. This is when we get our best sleep, is if we go to bed anywhere from 8 to 10 o'clock at night. Now, 8 is pretty early. If I go to bed at 8, I am up in the middle of the night. I wake up because I sleep so soundly in that first segment of sleep. I'm completely asleep from 8 until one or two in the morning, very little could wake me up during that those hours. So you actually, according to your circadian rhythms, you actually get two hours of sleep if you go to bed from eight to ten. You you get a credit, an, an additional credit of sleep. So it's like getting for every hour from eight to ten, it's like getting an extra hour. That's why going to bed by 10 o'clock is so valuable to your sleep because you get this extra credit. So, for me, I'm very attuned. I'm, I call myself very solar powered. I'm very attuned to going to bed at dark, and I've always been like this, and waking up at sunrise. So, I have an additional um, uh, alarm system, and that's that I have roosters near me, and I've always had roosters near me because I've always lived in these kind of rural areas. So I know when it's daylight because I hear the roosters. Now, I, I will admit that I do sleep a little longer when I don't have roosters um, near me. So when I'm on vacation and there's no roosters or I'm at Sea Ranch and there's no roosters, I sleep a little bit longer. But I really love the early morning hours. That's, that's the time when I have found that my creative energy really flows. So I garner from around 4.30 or 5 a.m. to about 7.30 or 8 a.m. as my creative energy time. That's the time when I'm going to podcast for you, or I'm going to write a blog for you, or I'm going to work on a book, or I'm going to do something that's more creative writing-wise during those times. you very I will very rarely do anything that requires my creative energy in the late afternoon. I just simply don't have access to it. So let's talk about how you can segment your day to generate energies so that if you're in the position where you don't have to go back and forth with your energies, meaning you don't have children or a lot of physical um, activity anymore that you must participate in, then you might want to think in terms of how you will block out your day. So I, the way I block out my day is I will um, start my day with my creative hours. And my creativity has to do with my work. But I notice that, that my creative flow is between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. and maybe even 9 a.m. So it's, it's a morning thing. Then I go to movement. I'm always ready to move at about 7.30 to 8.30 in the morning. And movement for me means um, vigorous exercise. So it means that I'm going to do a boot camp class or I'm going to do yoga, more active yoga. I'm going to go for a hike with bear up in the hills. Um, I'm going to run, I'm going to do something that really, um, moves energy through my body. Because what I have noticed is my, um, my body just starts to build up this energy from all the creativity and then I need to move it out. And that's what, um, movement does is it pushes cortisol through your system. You know, we, we get this cortisol as kind of an early morning motivator, our cortisol spikes, that's a hormone. Our cortisol spikes, which is which is what wakes us up. And then we want to move that cortisol through our bodies. And so exercise is a way to move all these hormones and things through your bodies. It's a way to detoxify your kidneys when you sweat. Um, it's just all really good for your circulation and for your energy. It helps you be clear-minded to get exercises to get exercise. So when I exercise, I don't I'm not thinking about work very often or answering my cell phone, or I'm really focused on movement, really focused on becoming stronger. And this is what really nurtures um, my energy. Then after I move, I usually allot an hour to two hours in the morning for movement. Then it's, you know, time to shower and time to get back to work again. So I've segmented my day then, where by nine ten o'clock, I'm ready to start doing anything that requires talking or answering emails or um, social media posting. And sometimes I do social media posting early in the morning. That's my creative flow. I'll put that in my creative flow because that does require me to be creative. And so. I will maybe go to my social media and I'll make comments or I'll check it out. I'll see what I need to do there. But this is my office time or my work time. It's time for me to um, really just get to work. And so that's where my energy flow goes. And that's how I block out my day. And I'll do interviews. I'll um, I'll even do editing. So that's from about 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., And then by 2 p.m., I'm done for the day for the most part. I mean, sometimes I do schedule interviews later um, where I'm going to be interviewed. I oftentimes don't do the ones where I'm going to interview other people later because my energy isn't there. I'm not as creative. I'm not as attuned. I'm tired. I start to get a little fatigued by 2 to 4, so that tends to be a rest time for me. I tend to slow down. And become more rested at that um, two hour mark. And then by four o'clock is a really um, two, anywhere from two to six o'clock could be also a self-care appointment. Like that might be when I might go get a mani-pedi or I might get a massage or I might get, um, you know, something, my hair highlighted or whatever might be a self-care appointment. I'm rarely ever going to do those before 2 a.m., 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And then I'll go do those things. And then at 6 o'clock is social time. It's dinner time. It's social time. And by 7, I am literally 7.30, 8 o'clock, winding down for bed. And that means I'm washing my face. I'm doing my other self-care. I'm getting ready to hunker in for the evening. I might read a book. Probably not because my eyes are tired by that time. I will probably sit down and watch TV or call a friend or be with somebody during that time, because that's what I would call my social time, my peace time, my time to just begin to relax into the evening. And then it's sleep time again. And that is how I block out my days, so that my energy demands are met with grace and ease. And this is what I've determined really works for me, is to look at the different kind of energies I need access to, and then really take action and block out my schedule in a way that um, feeds those energies, in a way that nurtures those times, nurtures that part of me just knows, oh, this is what we're doing now. And it's really, really a wonderful way to live. It's really... And of course, when I'm on vacation or I'm away, I'm away from those energies. I'm I'm doing it, my day differently. That's one of the beautiful things about going on retreat or going on vacation is you get to get out of your routine and then you just get to explore, you get to explore and, and um, you know, see new things and, and it's exciting. You know, you get to in, ignite your excitement more on when you're out of your routine, And then you can always change it up. If this routine doesn't work for you, you have to find the one that does. Like Maybe your creative hours are at night, and you like to sleep in later in the day. We all have a different rhythm, but it's up to us to figure out what our rhythm is, what rhythm works for us, what rhythm works for our hearts, our minds, and our souls. What rhythm allows you to generate energy from within so that you have it for all your activities that you need it for. I hope that you have found this inspiring and that you've enjoyed listening. Don't sweat the small stuff. We are living the big stuff. Please come back again. Thank you so much. Christine is thrilled to announce that her book, Heartbroken Open, will be made into a lifetime movie starring Heather Locklear in her comeback to television. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, the Christine Carlson story, premieres at Lifetime on October 23rd. Read the real story, a true page-turner, and get your copy of Heartbroken Open, now available at christinecarlson.com.